This is People Every Day. Coming up, breaking news in the search for Brian Laundrie, Gabby Petito's fugitive fiancé who went missing shortly before she was found murdered last month. Plus, the Queen receives new doctor's orders, Facebook is planning a name change, and a candid discussion about Dave Chappelle's controversial Netflix special, The Closer. It's October 20th. Hello out there. This is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. It is Wednesday, and we've got to start off with some breaking news out of Florida that you must know. There has been a major development in the search for Brian Laundrie. He is, of course, the fugitive fiancé of the late Gabby Petito, who was found murdered last month after not returning home from her and Laundrie's cross-country road trip. Here to walk us through what police have found is crime reporter Greg Hanlon. What are we hearing, Greg? The FBI says investigators found apparent human remains earlier today during their ongoing search for Brian Laundrie. The discovery was made at the Mayakahatchee Creek Environmental Park, a 25,000-acre nature preserve in Northport, Florida, where Laundrie said he was going on September 13th when he disappeared. Earlier in the day, investigators, accompanied by Laundrie's parents, found personal items belonging to Laundrie. The FBI revealed those items included a backpack and a notebook, which were found close to the remains. Here's special agent in charge, Michael McPherson. These items were found in an area that up until recently have been underwater. Thanks, Greg. Big news. Well, we will keep you updated on this one as more comes out. I mentioned it's Wednesday, and my Woman Crush Wednesday is going out to my wonderful niece, Whitney. (laughs) Sorry, that's a lot of alliteration there, but it's her birthday today, and I figured this little shout-out is better than, say, a Facebook post, right? (laughs) And on that note, will we even be calling them Facebook posts anymore? The buzz out of the tech world today is that the social media juggernaut is planning to change its name. Soon, Facebook won't be called Facebook anymore. At least, that's what sources are telling The Verge. Uh, Reportedly, within the next few weeks, Mark Zuckerberg is planning a massive rebranding effort as the company rebounds from one catastrophe after the other. I don't know, though. I don't know how I feel about this. I remember being at Berkeley in the early 2000s when only a few colleges like ours had Facebook. I actually met my husband on Facebook. That said, the company is not what it was then. Things have seriously changed, and I guess they're thinking the name should change, too. Apparently, the app will remain Facebook. It's just the parent company that's getting a new moniker. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully better than that uh, Gap logo debacle of 2010. Remember that? (laughs) And now in other news, we are zeroing in on the Royals in this week's issue of People, which features Prince William on the cover and includes exclusive quotes from him about his life's mission right now to combat climate change. We also learned today that his grandmother, 95-year-old Queen Elizabeth, is under new doctor's orders to stay home and rest. So here now to give us the latest on the Windsors is People's Lamford Beard. Take it away, Lamford. Queen Elizabeth had hoped to attend a church service marking the 100th anniversary of Northern Ireland, but she had to scrap her plans at the last minute after doctors advised her to stay home and rest. According to a statement from the palace this morning, the monarch, who is 95, quote, reluctantly accepted medical advice to rest for the next few days. But palace sources did tell people that the queen's illness is not COVID-related. This news comes just days after Prince William and his wife, Kate Middleton, awarded the first ever Earthshot Prize Awards for Environmental Innovation. William's Royal Foundation awarded five winners $1.3 million each for their efforts to combat climate change. 
William spoke exclusively to people about what inspired him to create the prize, saying, quote, the urgency of the situation can't be overstated, but through the Earthshot Prize, I want to show people across the world why there is reason to be hopeful. He says seeing the solutions developed by the winners is proof that the answers are out there and that a more sustainable future is, quote, within our grasp. Thanks, Lamford. All right, now it's time to cover a story we've been seeing in the headlines for a while now. Uh, Actually, almost every day, it seems like there is a new update here. I'm talking about the controversy concerning Dave Chappelle's new Netflix special, The Closer. A few weeks ago, he received an extreme amount of backlash for comments he made in his comedy special concerning the transgender community. Well, today, Netflix employees staged a walkout within the company in protest. This act was organized by the Trans Employee Resource Group at Netflix, in response to the streaming platform's refusal to remove the special from their programming. And in light of all this, which is a lot, we have a couple folks on today to weigh in with their personal perspectives on the special and Chappelle and the controversy that has kicked up, all of it. First up, comedian Flame Monroe, who is also in a Netflix special, is here to share her thoughts. Flame is no stranger to speaking out and making people laugh. And today, Flame joins us to dig into this complicated and important conversation. Hi, Flame. How are you doing? I'm good. Hello, Janine. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> you you just said a mouthful. <laughs> well, well, thanks for being on and digging into all of it. I mean, the first time I got to see your comedy, uh, you were opening for Tiffany Haddish, and I was on the floor. So I, w- I just want to set that up. But you recently said that you have three dogs in this fight. You are Black, you are trans, and you are a comedian. Um, but I'd argue four, because you have and are currently working with Netflix. So so there's a lot of synergy here. So just take me to the beginning. What were your thoughts about both the special initially when you watched it and how it's, you know, kicked up this whole firestorm? So initially when I watched it, I laughed. I just thought it was funny. And then when I saw all the backlash that happened maybe the next day, I said, well, maybe I missed something. So let me be grown and let me rewatch it from with a different mindset or a different pair of eyes. You know, so I watched it with my friend who was with me and she's a transgender woman and she lives as a woman all day. And I asked her, was she offended? And she says, Flame, he's a comedian. I said, that's exactly what I said. She says, well, did you hear the strength when he talked about his friend and the compassion? I said, that's what I heard. I heard him speaking about his friend Daphne, may she rest in peace, with compassion and conviction. And the message that I got, because I've watched the special four times, because I kept seeing my community is at me and very angry. A lot of my community is very angry with me for speaking up for Dave. So I wanted to see, as an adult, was I missing something? So let me tell you what I heard. The first time I heard it, I just laughed as a comic. The second time, I heard the empathy in his voice. The third time, I heard the message. But this very last time, I heard the strength of his friend Daphne because she was a transgender comedian. And when he said that she bombed for 45 minutes, as a comic in this game for 20 years, I have had nights where I bombed. Mm. When you bomb like that, you leave. You, you, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> and you tuck out because you're, you're heartbroken. You know, yeah. you're angry with yourself. You might want to go cry, what have you. They said that Daphne stayed the entire time, sat in the front row, laughed out loud, and then talked with people after the fact. They were not friends because she bombed or that she was a comic. They were friends because they took the time to sit down like two grown adults and have a conversation. So if she did nothing else in her lifespan, she taught this man who I do think that some of his old rhetoric was a little homophobic. I do think, and I'm saying this, but Dave has evolved in such 
a way. And if you watch and listen to the special, he even said it to, about himself. But we didn't see that. All we want to do is argue and fight over ridiculousness. He's a comic. Nothing is off limits as a comedian. He did his job, and I applaud him. And thank you, Netflix, for keeping it on TV, on, on, on Netflix. I appreciate that. Well, well, just in saying all of that, you mentioned that you yourself are, are dealing with a lot of backlash for speaking out in the way that you have from your community, the trans community. Um, and, and you had the statement from, from GLAAD. It, it said GLAAD was founded 36 years ago because media representation has consequences for LGBTQ people. Authentic media stories about LGBTQ lives have been cited as directly responsible for increasing public support for issues like marriage equality. But film and TBV have also been filled with stereotypes and misinformation about us for decades, leading to real-world harm, especially for trans people and LGBTQ. LGBTQ people of color. So I'm just wondering, what have you heard from within your community or from GLAAD or, you know, any supporters that made you maybe think twice or may, maybe say there's some credence to that? No, no one. No one. Other comics have reached out to thank me for setting up for the sanctity of comedy, which when we were on stage, we want to be free to fly. But a Netflix, so so let me show you the fairness of Netflix. So that employee is identifies as a black trans man who's now pregnant. They hired him as a black trans man, but now you want to scream that they were racist or sexist. If you breach your contract at any job, I don't care what you look like or how you identify, they're going to fire you. You breach the contract because you were standing on your principles. Life is choices and consequences. That was a choice that he made. Now he has to deal with the consequences. Uh, Glad has not reached out to me because I'm not going to change my stance. I believe that the only way that this is going to be resolved is through understanding and acceptance. And hear me when I tell you that the straight community is ready to understand and accept. My community, we ain't there yet. Wow. So, so there's just so much intersectionality as you talked about, there are so many different my communities um, within this conversation. But what do you make about the 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 argument? I guess that Dave's comedy is pitting blacks against trans. Dave Chappelle spoke about Ju the Jewish community, destroyed them. Spoke about the Caucasian community, destroyed them. Funnily, talked about black people and has always talked about the black community. And it's acceptable. It seems like in everybody else's community except ours. He, he used the N-word 10,000 times. Ain't nobody said nothing about that. If he did nothing else with this special, he brought forth a conversation that needs to be had between us and them so we can let down this shield between us and them so there will no, no longer be an us and them. There will just be all of us. And so just looking at the situation we're in right now, you know, it is almost feels like a standoff um, at this point. Uh, you you mentioned that um, though Dave stepped on toes, it was also a teaching moment. I kind of want to know what you meant by that and how would you, I guess, bring both sides to the table and, 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 and fix things? Well, the teaching moment was that I felt like he showed people that I used to be like this, but I met somebody different and we had a conversation and I realized, just like he said, that we are so much more alike than we are different. I love the fact that he kept referring to Daphne as his friend. That spoke volumes to me. And I've been told, so, so I've been told that I'm brown nosing for Dave. Let me tell you, to this day, I've never met Dave Chappelle. Never met the man a day in my life. But as a comic, I will not be censured. As a trans woman, I do want respect. 
I, I hope that we can find a common ground and a happy medium because if they special is is get him all in an uproar and a tizzy, what's gonna happen when mine come? And here's the here's the hypocrisy of that. I am transgender. So I, I'm allowed to actually make the joke. Since they say he's not allowed, I'm allowed to make the joke. Now what? And I'm gonna tell it. I'm gonna tell it all too. <laughs> Next up, more in the conversation surrounding Dave Chappelle's comedy and the transgender community. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. There is so much involved with this topic. If nothing else, we can easily say it's been polarizing. We thought we'd also reach out to an activist who has a different perspective. I am talking about the Black, trans, queer poet and educator, Jay Mace III. He's an author and the founder of a trans and queer people of color specific talent agency called Awkward. That's awkward with a Q, a little play on words there. Thank you so much for joining the show. Um, I'm excited to have you on. And I, let's just jump right into this. Last week on Instagram, you said, so Dave Chappelle has chosen to speak violence yet again. He is not a person invested in learning how he has and continues to cause harm. But even more than that, Netflix continues to give him a platform and pretend to be neutral as if they aren't the ones supplying the wood for the fire. So I want to break this up a little bit. Let's start with the basics, specifically concerning Chappelle. So foundationally, why are you calling for accountability here? And, And you mentioned harm. So what do you mean by that? Well, so the reality is, is that Dave Chappelle has um, tried to bait people with transphobia before, right? And so in this way, he has consistently made jokes at the expense of trans folks and trans people, and specifically creating comedy that's going to be repeated um, in our families. It's going to be repeated on the street. It's going to be repeated in barbershops. It's going to be repeated in our general communities. And this is not going to impact white trans people in the same way that's specifically going to impact Black trans people. Yeah, a lot of people say that he didn't create that distinction, I guess. They, he talked about, you know, uh, queer people and, and trans people, and he talked about white people. And, and there is that area that you exist within, which is a Black trans person. Uh, so do you feel like that that just wasn't laid out clearly in the special, or did it not need to be? Uh, I feel like he didn't have the desire to. Him saying things like, um, transness and trans womanhood is akin to blackface um, of gender, right? Um, he was very clear in his stance and he did a, enough dog whistles um, that have led to even more trans people being antagonized on the internet as a result of his special. So there's a way in which a lot of cisgender spaces have been asking, especially trans people, but particularly black trans people, to imagine, oh, well, he's, you know, he's just so smart, it's just going over your head. 
um, when we're the ones that actually are dealing with on the ground the ramifications of what he said and could tell that very mm. instantly um, what the impact was because those folks are in our families. Those folks are in our Twitter mentions. Those folks are everywhere harassing us these last, um, these last couple of weeks. Well, so one of the arguments um, for Chappelle's content is the fact that it's comedy. It's a medium by nature that pushes the bounds. Um, so I want your perspective here. Where's the line? I mean, the line is, again, about who gets to tell certain jokes or whose peoples are being laughed at what expense, right? Is there a space in which there can be jokes about trans people? Yeah, they should be told by trans people, right? Because um, anything from especially cisgender audiences and cisgender comedians is going to be stuff that is divorcing us from humanity, right? Um, that there is a lack of nuance and we are used to being the butt of jokes, right? We are used to the kind of mm. harassment that we get. We shouldn't have to be. And it's a, it's a ridiculous assertion I see, especially again, when I'm seeing people defending his comedy as if, you know, doesn't this happen to you every day? Shouldn't you just eat that? Like, it's not okay. It's never been okay. And it should not be okay at this point in, in time and in history. I guess to the point on that line of, of thinking that, you know, anyone can get it when it comes to Dave Chappelle. I mean, he had some pretty blistering jokes about Jews and, you know, about Black people who he, you know, comments on. And again, he's a member of that, of that group. Um, but do you feel that that was the case with this special? So that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's different. You know, and he even mentions talking, punching up and punching down, right? So him talking about other Black folks, especially other Black folks who are uh, cisgender and heterosexual people, those are his folks. Like, that's, you know, he can make whatever jokes, right? Um, because he's coming from a context in which he understands community, mm. right? Because that's the mm -hmm. same argument that I see people make about South Park or The Simpsons or other people. They make fun of everybody. But who's in those writer rooms, right? Are there black trans people that Dave Chappelle is in community with or solidarity with? It seems like he's not, which tells me a lot about the ways that he actually engages trans folks in life. That he's specifically focusing in on this white trans woman that who has passed that he didn't even speak to after his last special, right? And so he's also ended up blaming her death on other trans people. Wow. And so you, you brought it up, and that was my next question, talking about um, Daphne, <clears throat> a friend of his that, that he says, you know, he created this relationship and would have her open for him every time he was in San Francisco, and they formulated this bond over comedy specifically. Um, so what are your thoughts about that and, and why he shared that story in the first place? I think, again, because he could not share the story of a living trans person to make his points, right? Um, and again, his point being that trans people are too sensitive, that we're too needy, and that mm. we're dangerous. We are, in fact, the ones that are causing harm. You know, it allowed him to skirt responsibility because what would happen if Daphne was actually able to be interviewed today? You know, and she, and also just to say, she was not his friend, right? So saying friend, like what, define friendship, right? Because she was someone who wanted to be in comedy. She was someone who looked up to this person who's a megastar in the comedy industry. If anything, at best, that'd be a mentorship relationship that is still not equal partnership, right? Mm -hmm. That is someone that you know, that admires you, that you have a lot of control over and mm -hmm. is a little bit more malleable than someone who is your peer, right? And so I think there's a dishonesty in saying friend. That was comedian Flame Monroe, 
followed by poet and activist Jay Mace III, both members of the transgender community discussing their thoughts on Dave Chappelle's polarizing Netflix special, The Closer. For more on this story, head over to People.com. But before you go, something to make you smile. As adults, we know what it's like to try and stop the aging process, but maybe all we need is a little reminder that we're great just the way we are. Cue five-year-old Abby, who goes by Along Came Abby on Instagram and has 131,000 followers, by the way. Though she's the youngest of six siblings, she's super bright and knows exactly what to say whenever her mom questions her natural beauty. Listen. When I look at your face, I see a young person. That's so nice. What about all my wrinkles, though? What do you mean by wrinkles? Bravo, Abby. A daily dose of that is what we all need, let me tell you. All right, I will talk to you all tomorrow.